There are things inhabiting our airwaves that provide a wealth of entertainment, even when they don't necessarily intend to do so. All I can do when I hear them is to wince and ask, huh? Quote, you can observe a lot just by watching, unquote. Yogi Berra. But I'm not sure the same applies to listening, to wit. I've been known to frequently recite a famous line from an old commercial that ran on television during the 1980s. The product being touted was a cough medicine, maybe a little like Dr. Murphy's amazing medicine oil. The line was spoken by a distinguished-looking actor who looked squarely into the camera and reported, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. This statement was uttered with such gravity and import that the viewers were supposed to accept the statement as the basis for a valid medical endorsement for the product. I always wondered why playing a doctor on TV in any way qualified the actor to speak knowledgeably about the efficacy of cough medicine. I used to wonder why the company didn't simply hire a distinguished-looking real doctor to record the ad and have a real endorsement for their product. I don't know, maybe they couldn't find one who would go out on such a limb. What triggered my recollection of the ad was a more current version of nonsense that has me scratching my head once again. I think these commercials are the reason for my hair loss. This one happens to be for an internet provider and claims that its, quote, download speeds are 122% faster than advertised, unquote. I had to stop and think about this one for a bit, trying to decide whether what I had just seen and heard was an advertisement or not. If it was a commercial, then the download speeds are already, in fact, being advertised at 122% faster than some other ads they run, right? And if that's the case, then does the ad suggest that they now have speeds that are an additional 122% faster than the original 122% faster? This conundrum could theoretically go on forever ultimately resulting in download speeds that are incomprehensible and thus unusable. Next, a regional furniture store serving our area has apparently offered me a real money-making idea. They are conducting a sale, whether post-Mother's Day or pre-Memorial Day, I'm not sure, which features an absolutely fantastic opportunity for buyers. The store has promised that, quote, the more you spend, the more you'll save, unquote. It's not the first time I've heard the line, but it's just as incorrect as the first time I heard it. Spending is not the same as saving, no matter how often you say it or do it. The more you spend, the less you have. Another of my current favorites features four presumable doctors sitting with each other, ostensibly discussing the problem of nerve irritation in the feet and hands. The four are all wearing official-looking white lab coats, though they are not named and their clinic isn't either. 
They do have a phone number to call, however, and their exclusive promise is that the first 25 callers will receive an initial consultation for free. When I first saw the ad, I resisted the urge to run for my phone and take advantage of the free screening. But when I saw it again on the following day, and the offer was still there for those first 25 callers, my interest cooled a bit. Now, some six months later, that same offer is still available. It seems to be taking a long time to get those first 25 callers. While I'm at it, allow me to take aim at those pharmaceutical companies who advertise prescription medication for everything from toe fungus to eczema. I'd like to believe that those medications do, in fact, bring about great relief for many patients. However, the list of potential side effects that are recited is enough to keep me away from ever asking my doctor about them. The possible side effects sound worse than the malady they are treating. The head scratch I have with these ads is the part where they warn, quote, do not take this medication if you are allergic to it. Unquote. Hmm. I think I'd have to try it to find out. I wonder how many patients would know they're allergic to it before they ever took it. If they did, by chance, know that they were allergic, I wonder who would actually take it anyway. And finally, there's this head scratcher from one of my favorite sources, Minnesota Public Radio, MPR. As careful as they tend to be with language, syntax, and grammar. During their recent pledge drive, they recited a Rubik's Cube thought puzzle. As an incentive for listeners to pledge to the station, they cited a matching contribution challenge. For every dollar raised, there was a matching dollar amount up to $5,000. Pledge $10 and it would become 20, right? Nice incentive. But in order to jazz it up even further, one of the MPR announcers quipped, quote, pledge now because that $5,000 is already shrinking and won't be around for long, unquote. Now, there was no time limit for the match, so the $5,000 was going to be given out eventually as long as $5,000 from others came in. It was just a pot of $5,000 waiting to be coupled with listener gifts. So why would I need to hurry with my own pledge? There was virtually no incentive for me to do so. Later on, more than $5,000 had come into NPR in pledges and the matching funds were added. But I'm still searching for the reason why I needed to hurry. Maybe the announcer was overparked? As my hero, Yogi Berra, observed, quote, you've got to be very careful if you don't know where you are going, because you might not get there, end quote. 